We are back. Welcome to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How you going, Mako Shark? Who the fuck are these guys? Episode five. Good, Matty C. How are you, mate? I'm uh, I'm doing well, and I reckon a few people have started to ask that. We've started to pop up on a few social platforms, and we're starting to retweet and try and get ourselves into some conversation. So it's a great name, I think, to try and just spread the name of the podcast. It sort of works well. It does, actually. Yeah, I think it catches the eyes. People, uh, the interest gets piqued, and they go, ooh, actually, now you've mentioned it, who the fuck are they? I, for one, can't fathom that we don't have more support, because if I was, you know, perusing the socials and saw that account pop up doing just little eyeballs or, you know, tag. I would actually mm-hmm. feel to click it and then yeah. I'd obviously download it and realise it's the greatest pod That's it. ever created. So it's, it's quite bizarre that we're not already in Lamborghinis. Well, small steps, you know. You've got to take it one <laughs> step at a time, brick by brick, as the Prez says. Well, so, you know. If you can take anything from what he says, he probably has a fair idea about how to build something from the ground up. So Dave Portnoy is an in- well, I don't know. He's an inspiration to a lot. Maybe not everyone. But not yeah. me. He does inspire me. He inspires my pizza eating habits. Yeah. He's pretty good at that. I, uh, I've taken a, a I'm a little bit off him book. of late. I know we've started on a real digress, but I actually, he's starting, he's, his whole thing's annoying me of late. Like his crap face and the way he claps and like the way he, he just wears the same pair of what we were talking about last week. He's a blue jean he's wearer. A big blue jeaner. And he wear like his body composition isn't, like he needs someone to say, like the way he looks and walks, like I don't he's, think the skinny's for him. Just a straight, sort of a straight leg or even like a boot cut to try and hide his, he's got duck feet. Yeah, he's very pigeon-toed. Pigeon-toed and he's got a bit of bedonk as well for a white boy, so. Good on him. Well, I mean, who are we to pot a bloke worth? What? A hundred million for the sort of jeans he wears, but I, I, yeah, he's just starting to annoy me a little bit. He pops up everywhere, it's sort of, I just... Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. his peaks, he's unrivaled with his peaks. Oh, right? he really is, and that's all I give a shit about, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he hears this, because he does take... This This could help our pod get some uh, get some notoriety anyway, because he's a man that takes everything to heart, so... Yeah, he does. He gets on the front foot. <laughs> hey, any... um, and Just before we get into it, any new locations? Well, it's been a bit quiet worldwide, yeah. but uh, we did have one. I don't know how, I don't know why, but we've managed to sneak a little download in Guatemala. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> What's what, what do you what what do you call the? Is it Guatemalese or the Gu- Guatemalans or Guatemalans? I think Guatemalans are probably yeah. Look, there's one of them out there, and they're a big fan. So shout out to them. And if they could Mate. spread it around the rest of their little uh, South American sort of comrades, that'd be fantastic. If you told me when we started this, we'd have someone in Guatemala mm. listening to us gibberish on uh, about <laughs> blue jeans and gel in our hair. I mean, I fucking maybe maybe Chris O'Donnell. He's living in Guatemala. He could be the one. Maybe he got word of last week and he's uh, he's offended and he's, he had a listen. We had uh, – it was good feedback for the for the three men last week, the Chris O'Donnell, the Stewie McGill, Stewie McGill yeah. and um, – who was the third one again? Fuck. I'm not sure. I think I've tried to forget all about it, but uh, – <laughs> I don't know, but it was Fuck. good. It was good it was, podcasting. We got good. You get the odd text, you know, blokes. Oh, geez, I really love that Chris O'Donnell bit, and you go, "Fuck me!" Mm. Blokes are seriously sitting out there looking for a bit of Chris O'Donnell. So that's um, look, that's uh, that's that's quite funny, and I guess that's why we do this, just to get a bit of a rise out of people and to just bring Chris O'Donnell to the, to, you know, because like we said, he hadn't done anything for ten years. That yeah, poor prick. So we might be bringing him back to the uh, the public. He'll eye. be trending soon, I reckon. Yep, quite on my lees. Look, we uh, we always <laughs> like to thank our sponsors too because. 
Without them, I mean, geez, we'd probably still be doing it, but it's just good for a bit of clout to say that we have sponsors. Already. Without the sponsors, <laughs> we would be nothing, Matty. <laughs> We'd be nothing. So thank you to the, the team at uh, the Royal Derby and Kane. And yep. I actually ran into our uh, – I saw our, I've seen our mate twice, Pete, since we've been there. And Nice. Yeah, he's going well. He was wrapped with how the day went. They've actually um, – both venues, I'll, I'll plug, if you're at the top end of – I guess Fitzroy, go and see Pete at the Birmingham on Wednesday night. They've had the parlays to put the uh, Timmy Zoo ah. fight on, which I said, geez, I hope you've got a liquor licence to 4am because yep. uh, we know Australian boxing goes on very goes late. Goes on well into the And the, the boys yeah, at was... the Derby are doing the same. So if you're at the bottom end, uh-huh. um, we've, we've got you covered anyway. We've got you covered on both sides of Alexander Parade there, really, to be honest. So Pete, yeah, he was sort of like, Fool, we've, we did one... Tim fight, and we just want to have consistency for our punters. And I thought, fuck, that's that's a big stretch on a Wednesday night. Having look, I'm sure you get a few down there frothing for a feed and well, a beer. You probably you probably will, especially in the, the the way the world's been of late. People are probably looking for an excuse. Look, if I didn't have work and I I a, a baby, I probably would have gone in for a, mm. a stubby and seen Pete. He's a, we we do enjoy seeing him, and we, we do, do enjoy putting money over the bar there. He's a gorgeous Irish man. Mm. So, since we uh, last caught, I guess it's a little bit of a quicker turnaround. We, like we said last time, we apologise. We've been on the gas, so we, yeah. And there was also a couple of uh, events that were, you know, we're, we weren't going to pod before them. So that's the thing, isn't it? When there's a big event, we normally try and pod on a Sunday for you guys at home. But, geez, when you're out on the gas and you're watching the fights, I wouldn't recommend coming home and <clears throat> trying to record a podcast after that. It would be it would be a messy affair. No, I, I agree. So look, I mean, we 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 try and put one out a week just so people know. But like, if there's a big event or something, don't 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 get up our fucking ass because we haven't. Yeah, you know, give us a just give a, us a chance. Blokes, you know, we're a couple of blokes trying to make their way in the world here. And and look, I would like. It isn't on the like our little sort of summary, but I'd like to just also just maybe prompt you to. It's public knowledge now. Have you, have you, you've had some massive news since we last oh, potted. Oh, you've gone with it on the pod. I wasn't sure we'd go there or not. Well, I mean, it's public knowledge now, isn't it? It so- is public knowledge. Um, look, I'm not I'm not going to spend all night on it, but yeah, me and the lovely Dale. Finally, it's been a hell of a row, but we've, we've got the good news and we're expecting a little baby girl next year. So we're bloody wrapped here at Who the Fuck Studios. Absolutely. And look, I, for one, are just so excited for the both of you and it couldn't happen to two better people. So I know this is a bit of a comedy bullshit pod, but when things good happen in people's lives, I think you should celebrate them. And a little girl, I think that little girl will be very lucky to be coming into this house. Um and uh, I've got a little girl coming too, so we've, we're Dude. probably going to be in a bit of trouble when it's sustained. Yeah, well, uh, it's actually a bizarre turn of events, but yeah, you, both of us, you're going to be having a little baby girl yourself to join Leo the goat. Yeah, in, we're in uh, big trouble, Mick. I reckon. Well, I reckon in 15 years, 16 years, we're in. We're going to have to find us off the mate. back of this and just have some bodyguard type scenarios. They're both obviously going to be really attractive lasses. There's no doubt about it, <laughs> but. We're going to really get in their ear early and we're going to raise them as a couple of lesbians, I reckon. And we're going to, <laughs> we're going to really just massage it and we're going to make sure they really uh, get along quite well growing up and it's just going to be unrequited love from the start. And I, just, look, I have married into a culture that is known, known, for, it. known for the forced uh, prearranged marriage. Yep. So, so why not? I've, in, I've embraced the, the Indian cricket team and I'm now going to embrace the uh, the force so we can just combine the families and have an excuse to get on the gas together for yeah. decades to come. I think it's lovely. I think they'll both enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah, well, if they don't, they're just going to have to. So 
Well, it's a prearranged marriage, so they don't have much of a say in it, do they? <laughs> nah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway. Enough of that. But I just thought I had to get it out there, mate. I'm no, very excited for you. Thank and it's, you. It's, it looks like people have really popped as well on the socials. So it show, it's always nice to see a bit of love. People, yeah. obviously, very popular couples. So great. Um, look, it was a bit of a uh, look. It wasn't much in between um, the last pod and, and the one we're recording today. But there was there was one fight that had to be watched. And big fight. We both predicted the winner. Um, can you tell us who fought, how we thought it would go down, and how it did go down, and w- yeah. what you think, uh, what, what you thought of it? Give it, well, give it to us. What do we have? We had Max Blessed Holloway, one of the most uh, exciting, most loved fighters on the UFC roster currently. Yes, he's had a hell of a career. It's bizarre actually to think that Max Holloway, right? He seems like he's been around since Methuselah was a child. <coughs> Yeah. Just think back, as long as you've been watching, Max Holloway's been a staple. He's just had fight after fight after fight for years and years. The man is only 29 years Yeah, that, freaks, that, that actually freaks me out. So he, what age was he when he debuted, like 2018 oh, yeah. or something? Fucking was, weird. I couldn't tell you exactly, but yeah, he would have had to have been around that 2021 mark and just hasn't stopped fighting since, to be honest. So it's actually bizarre to think a man with that experience, that many wins, he's only 29. It's actually, it's, it're frightening. But, uh, yeah, he went up against... So you're telling me he's seven years younger than me and you? He is, mate. He is, yeah. Yeah, that's just fucking... That doesn't even make any sense. That means, like, we would have gone to high school, finished high school, and then Max Holloway would have just been starting high school. Like, he's that much younger than us. Would have beat the living piss out of us, too. Would have beat the piss out of us at the age of nine. <laughs> that sort of shit freaks me out all the time. You you love your Aussie Rules footy, and every time I watch, like, old Essendon... And yeah. I see like Lloyd just taking the piss, and then his age pops up, oh. and he's like twenty five. I go, what yeah. the fuck? Well, even more absurd is you got Gary Ablett Senior. You watch those highlights; he's <laughs> balding like Hulk Hogan. He's got the big mo. He's running out and clunking everything. He's kicking one hundred and twenty three goals in thirteen rounds, and it comes up. He's twenty six, twenty seven yeah, no. years old. What? He's got a bit of Arn Anderson about him, oh, <laughs> mate. Very much Arn Anderson. That man was born. Looking like he was 45, wasn't he? Yeah. We often like to play the uh, how old are the wrestling game. Like when we go back and we rarely Great do game. it. But it's, it's anyone listening at home, if you're, if you're bored and you want to have a fun game on the gas with your friends, just turn on 90s wrestling and try and guess the ages of some of these blokes. Like fucking it's, Dean Malenko. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Big Daddy, our mate, he actually uh, alerted us to this game. Yes, it's we his game. A, we, can't, we can't take credit we for it. We had a nice so. night there watching the old network and some sort of mid-90s nitros and you just... Yeah, you watch Arn Anderson getting involved with Ric Flair and you just you pause it and you go, how old do you reckon Arn Anderson is here right now? And you look at him and you think, he can't be a day under 47. And then you Google it and you do the maths and you figure out, oh, no, he's actually 31 here. And you just shit yourself. And I love when you do it and you and when you're Googling, you know he's going to be like a billion years younger than he should be and oh, it still shocks you. Still it shocks still you. pops you. And, then you. and then you work out that, yeah, as you said, he's probably four or five years younger than us currently and you just look at yourself in the mirror and you freak. <laughs> so, I mean, we've gone off UFC quickly there, but look, little tip for people at home, if, you wanna, if you're bored shitless, it was, probably would have been a good COVID game. If we'd been potting yeah. in COVID, that probably would have got people through, but... Definitely try that, and then you can go and thank Big Daddy on the socials for it because yep. it's a fucking ripper, absolute ripper. So old man, young man, Maxi, he yeah. was fighting, so and he he's... was fighting a proper young bloke, wasn't he? I think he's, he's actually older this bloke. This bloke. <laughs> oh, fucking god! Yeah. What do you mean? I'm Is not, he? I'll probably. I don't know actually. Yeah, Rodriguez is right. Yeah, Rodriguez. Sorry for my uh, lack of pronunciation skills. Uh, yeah, give me the other Google while I just filibuster here for a second. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's actually older. 
It may be in that 30, 31 range, but I could be I could be on drugs here, guys. Uh, yeah, you're ready. Riguez, he was born. Yeah, give me the number. He's 29 too. 20, so it's a 29 even split yeah, here. It's so, your classic 29-29. That is a classic, isn't it? So, yeah. look, this is the fight. He's actually coming off a two-year hiatus, but the man is a weapon. He's got yeah. uh, one of the best kicks, one of the best kickers in the game. Yeah. He's a dangerous, dangerous individual. So it was always going to be a tough one for Maxi Holloway. And that's actually, we all, you know, everyone expected Holloway to get the win, but I think we also expected it to become a war. And yeah. I think we're actually getting spoiled at the moment as UFC <laughs> fans. Every week, you're probably going to get bored of me saying, Jesus, what a fight this was. You've got to watch this fight, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. But I'm not actually taking the piss. This you know, was just another one that took the piss. Took the piss. Did he, because uh, Max is pretty well known, and you meant you fuck up. I actually, I like to, look, I don't know if I should admit this, but I do like to go back and listen mm. to our body of work and just, I'm in the car, just have a listen and see sort of, you know, after a few days, see how we went on the pod and I listened to it. Yes. And you actually mentioned him and Muhammad Ali in the same sentence. And at the time, <laughs> I remember it nearly... You thought I was on drugs, didn't you? Well, I still... Oh, well, yeah, you know how I meant it. But so I guess going by that, he's known as being very good with his hands. And then you say, yeah, he is very good kicking. So... Yep. Knowing from, and we're going into something later, so we won't ruin it, but knowing from how some guys deal with guys that are quite good with their hands, they try and take the, the front leg with the, the leg. I think he started out straight off the bat with some kicks, didn't he? He did. He started chopping at the leg. And I, look, I don't know if it's just because we're talking about it more and we may be overanalyzing things, but Jesus Christ, the kicking seems to have really lifted in the last two to three years. And yeah. If you can't kick or take a kick, it's not the sport for you. The calf kicks have become <laughs> one of the absolute highest priority and biggest one of the biggest tactics in the sport. Just get on that front foot and start just chopping away like a tree trunk at their front leg, and it just completely just, just immobilizes blokes. How did Max deal with it? Uh, mate, somehow yep. he dealt with it really well. Yep. I'm not actually sure if... He's a human being or not, or he has a he has a full blown titanium leg. I don't know, but the first round, Rodriguez came out and was just hacking away at that front leg. Yeah, and it looked dangerous. And to be honest, he won that first round. It was amazing effort. It was a hell of a hell of a first round. He hit him with like one or two because it was in the apex, wasn't it? It so was. You could hear. You can hear the shots, and he hit. He actually hit Max with some pretty good strikes. Boxing. Wise. Yeah, a hundred percent. They were both going hammer and tongs with the hands as well. Yeah. And yeah, great back and forth first round. Violence is mm-hmm. one word I'd use. It's been like it's like you said, we've been spoiled. It's been a violent four to six weeks. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Just to, this is a real acid test. Like if you think you want to come up and make some money in your life doing that, just go and watch like every UFC event in the last six weeks, and then mm-hmm. maybe re- reassess because it's fuck. Ooh, it's they, just, they just earn a their money, mate. Sport, they right? earn their money. They really do. So, so you yeah. gave the first round to Yair. Yeah, he clearly won that first round in a yeah. good good. Good contest. Yeah. Because Max it, is coming off. He obviously had the two losses to the Volk, and then he's had a win, obviously. He did. Then he, that's what I was saying. The yeah. uh, the Muhammad Ali yeah. reference was to that last fight against Calvin Cato when he was doing all sorts of facetious things in the ring. So he's obviously had – he's not running away from a fucking no, opponent no. either. So he's had the two uh, title fights, I guess. Then he's fought Calvin. Yep. And he's a very good opponent. And then he's coming to Yair. So after the first round, he would have gone, fuck, I'm in, I'm in for a fight here. He's in for a bloody war. How, we, did he, how did he react? Well, he did really good. He just kept, he doesn't stop. He doesn't uh, take a backward step, Max Holloway. He just keeps coming on the front foot, keeps pressuring, keeps attacking. Even in the face of a bloke that's just spinning kicks and 
kicking your legs and doing all sorts of crazy shit. He just doesn't stop. It's very, very, very bizarre, to be honest with me. There's too many, There's almost too many of these guys getting around for you to ever just fucking like... Yeah, and every division seems to have one or two cyborgs. And if you get them on their night, you just mm. fuck this bloke. Like, because yep. he hit him in oh. that first round. Probably hit him with one or two that maybe like they would drop eight other blokes would have dropped you. And then he's on them and he probably wins the fight. Well, that's a huge stat, actually. Holloway, in all he's had 20... Oh, he's broken some sort of record for the amount of fight. I think he's about 24 UFC fights around about there, somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, he's right. He's never been dropped, which is phenomenal. Even more phenomenal than that, Max Holloway actually has absorbed the most strikes in the history of the UFC. Even more than my man, CTA. Yes. Jesus. Which is phenomenal. So he's been hit, which actually isn't a good thing no. to say, really. You've been hit more than anyone in the UFC. But to have that stat, but also have never been knocked down in your career is phenomenal. I tell you, that's fucking... I could have swore that Volk put him on his ass, but I must have, must have been... No. No. No, no. knockdowns. He might Fuck. have taken him down, but he didn't. He's never been knocked down. So never just been strike. sparked. Never been sparked. Shot. Fuck, that's an unbelievable record. It really is, and he's fought. He's fought a lot of killers. I'd probably walk around with a t-shirt with that stat on it if mm, I was him. Absolutely. I guess he's probably going to be the unlucky guy. When he's, I shouldn't laugh where I'm going with this, but he'll be like in retirement in some sort of like bar. Oh, no. And some like old bloke will just jab him, just like a weird jab, and like the timing will unleash some sort of clot or something, and he'll just hit oh, the deck. Wow! You know what I mean? Like just something random, or There's like he hits of... like his head on a cupboard, and he just hits the like. Just you just can't. That can't be good. That sort of that much damage to the head has to eventually catch up with you. So let's hopefully there is no cupboard so, shot. So he's come out in the second round, and second has he got round, the fight back on his yeah, turn? It was very much even, but I would say Holloway. Probably got ahead on that yep. second round. Yeah. But it was just a classic seesawing sort of affair. But I think from about the third round onwards, the gas tank of Holloway took over a little bit. And he I wouldn't say he controlled the fight. It wasn't like uh, he was dominating Rodriguez at all. It was still very competitive. Yep. But yeah, Holloway's class just and his tenacity just took over a bit. And yeah, he won the fight pretty, not convincingly. I think it was pretty solid, sort of close I think it was pretty close on the scorecards from memory. Could either of man been given the fight? So if if, mm. if Yair had been given the fight, would you have gone, yep? I probably would have said, ooh, that's stiff. Not quite. Yeah, I would have said Holloway was stiff. It wasn't as close as the uh, the, the Volkanovski fight, the second one. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't as close as that. So I think Holloway deservedly the winner yep. after all that. The internet, we, we didn't need him to have another loss on points. That I couldn't have dealt with all the, the maxi oh. fanboys. Yeah, the fanboys would have lost their mind. So if he'd been given the, the close loss, it just would have been Bedlam, wouldn't it? Yep, It definitely. would have been Troll City everywhere. So I guess so. he's had the win. So where to, for, before we chat about him, so would the fight to make now be Calvin versus Yair? Calvin versus Ayer is a decent fight. Yeah, it's probably... Oh, but I think maybe he's out for a while. I don't know if he... Oh, because he busted his foot, didn't he? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, he has. His foot yeah. was a balloon. It yeah. was black and blue. So Have you put that up on the socials? Maybe we should after this episode. I think I might have shared that, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a it's fucking... Hideous. It's so insane. that's the thing. You're doing... You're kicking your opponent, but it's not all... It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. You end up you end up paying for that yourself. Yeah. Like, fuck me, that foot was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I can look pretty... Like... Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be going in kicking bags the next day, would you? Nope, nope, plenty of ice. Maybe so some the other fellow's out too, Calvin. I think Calvin's probably out for a little bit longer too. I don't know if there's any word on him taking any fights at the moment. So I'm not actually really sure where Rodriguez goes from here, but I'd know, like to probably, see those two uh, fight. Probably actually wouldn't mind him going and fighting 
old mate uh, Ortega. Oh, Tea yeah, City. fuck, I forgot about him, yeah. So that's probably a really good It's pretty good, good division, actually, yeah, isn't it? it is. There's a lot there. And this, was, this is the division that McGregor made his own. This was the one that he steamrolled through to Jeez, his It would be so much better there. if he was down. I wish he was still down there because there's actually because oh. he was steamrolling it and he, he, he got to a point where there was no one. Now there's like there's some great fights down there. There's a lot of fights there. You've but got the Volk. You could, you, could, you could put him against the Volk. You could put him against Max. I just don't see him cutting that weight. No, he's not going to. It's a long no. way down from 170, 180 where he walks around at. Yeah, yeah. And he walks around heavy. He walks around heavy. He walks around like a fucking madman. But that would that would be great, wouldn't it? It's just unlucky with timing. That yeah. We sort of, I mean, he got through everybody and there wasn't really anyone. But I reckon now, if if these guys have been around, it would have been, geez, it would have been some big fucking, mm-hmm. big gate. Dana's probably, he's probably crying at home too because there's probably some big fights you, you'll never see because of that. So. Yep. Um, so Max probably gets the title shot again, does he? Well, it looks that way. Um, I'm a bit bored with that, though, to be honest. It's kind of one of these weird situations where he's lost twice to Volkanovski, so normally you wouldn't really get that immediate sort of third rematch when you've already lost two. But because of the... I don't think it's controversial myself. I, I've gone back and watched it again. Volkanovski did win, even though it was a razor-thin decision. Yeah, but there's all the there's all that bullshit on the internet. Everyone thinks Holloway got robbed. Even Dana White himself has kind of said, "Ah, oh, I think Max probably won." So he's he's basically said, "Yep, that's the fight to make." So we're gonna have to watch it. I think he, um, as I've said from day one on this part, he doesn't like Australian fighters. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he makes life tough for them, and he makes life very easy for others. Look, I agree. Like if that was anybody else, especially like think about his treatment of uh, Whitaker after having. A few good defenses of his belt, then lost it, and then he—I think he's had had to fight four times. Yeah, is it? he's he's made Whitaker earn his. And then shot. you give like Max gets beat, you give him another shot, gets beat, and then yep. you say, "Oh, he probably shouldn't have lost." So then you just know he's going to give him a third fight. Hundred percent, he is. Yeah, and it looks like Max actually probably chose to go and have some fights because you probably don't want to. If you, but if I personally wouldn't want to fight a guy three times in a row if he's beaten me twice, I'd, I'd be like, I'd just probably go and have yeah. a couple of other other looks, but. Yeah, it's a bit boring. Like, poor old fucking Franny, big Franny cocky. I mean, he got his belt taken off him and he was the champ. And then you got I know. Max getting another go at the same guy. If it was a different guy, you go, well, that's fair enough. But the same guy, I don't yep. know. I don't know. We'll tune in. We love the Volk. He's a big friend of this well, pub. Well, he is. It's going to pop- be a good fight regardless, even though I know it is like, oh, again, what's the yeah. point? But look, who, who wins, you reckon? I still think Volkanovski wins. I just Because yeah. if you look into that fight... Actually, go back and actually tells you how good Volkanovski is because you just you watch all Holloway's fights and they turn into absolute barn burning, yeah. slobber knocking, yeah. pissing blood from everyone's face. It just turns into wars where Holloway just lights them up. But if you watch the Volkanovski fights, he wasn't able to do that because Volkanovski's just too skilled, too yep. technical, and he's too smart to engage in a fight like that. So it's not, it's not, yeah, not fucking well uh, advised to get not, into one. Of if them. you're a fighter, you don't want to get into a a war like that. It's taking years off your life. If you're a smart fighter, a technical fighter, which Volkanovski is, he's avoided. And Max Holloway hasn't been able to uh, do to him what he does to others. Would you... There, there's no planet or, or no uh, time that we'll ever see Max go up a little bit in weight and fight uh, Diaz, is there? Look, I don't know if he'll fight Diaz. He would... No, nah, not to 170. I can't see that happening. No. no. Okay. He'll probably Just, go... that'd be... Because we know that man likes to get involved that would in be, fucking. That just... would be two men that don't drop. Two men, all that. Two men that just don't quit. Yeah, I'd, geez, I'd like to see this. It's annoying that fifteen pound mm. 
Because like yeah. you said, it's like it's hard to cut down. Diaz isn't going to cut down, but then no. if Max goes up, then you're fighting him. You have to, you're having to go up and fight a man that's used to fighting at that weight. So it, yeah. But there is um, just annoying sometimes when you think about the possibilities in who people could fight. Oh, yeah. I'd rather that fight than watching him fight the Volk again. I know that. Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. Anyway, okay, so that was, and there was just a little, a bit of a, uh, in the fight before, there was sort of Herb Dean doing Herb Dean things, was there? Do you want to tell them, give the listeners a bit of a background into Big Herb. Herbie Herbs. And maybe uh, his his lack of ability, I guess. Herb Dean struck again. And who is Herb Dean for the listeners? Well, he's the big, uh, he's probably the number one referee in all of combat sport. He's, so, cool, he's a cool cat. He is a cool cat. And he's you watch any big fight, you've probably seen Herb Dean in there. Um, but, yeah, just of late, he's had a few little uh, few mares, I'd yep. actually call them. Yeah. He's making a habit of uh, sort of not – he goes to stop a fight, then he questions himself, and then all of a sudden he steps back and then he doesn't, question, he doesn't stop the fight. <laughs> it's happened a couple times, yeah. and it happened on the weekend – uh, who was fighting? Big, Jesus big Christ! Benny, big, big Benny, Benny Roth- Rothwell, the big sloppy heavyweight. That was our guy that we we did we yeah. did predict it'd be a fun one, like wow. a fun one just to watch before. I actually can't remember the old boy that won. Yeah, What's he, his name? He's uh, some new sort of hotshot on the he heavyweight fucking, scene. Um, he uh, he lit him up on the cage though. Lit. And most men would have gone down. Um, so, yeah. So he's come out strong, like what, thirty seconds into the first round, and yeah, you'll probably get his name up for me. I can't remember it. New fella. Here we go. What do we got here? Marcos Rogerio de Lima. So he's come out of nowhere and just gone whack. Started he's... teeing off on Rothwell's bonds. How's his record, by His the record way? is 19, 8, and 1. So it's he's around 50%. Been around the block or two. So maybe not a new hot shot. But um, anyway, so he's just gone and started boxing in Ben Rothwell's head. And Rothwell's done the old stanky leg a few times. He did, didn't he? Drop it. He did a little shimmy yeah, knee. He's yeah. done the shimmy old stanky leg against the cage where it looked like, all right, he's about to drop. Yep. Didn't. Just kept getting boxed, no defence, not really fighting back, just kept getting his face punched. So this is where Herb Dean's gone, ooh, you can see him tap dancing sort of in the back there like, am I going to stop this? Do I have to stop this? Ooh, shit, I better stop this. Yeah. Goes to stop, sort of grabs uh, Delima around the waist. Yeah. But as he sort of grabs him around the waist, I think Delima's taking down Rothwell at the same time. So then Herb Dean goes, ooh, shit, maybe I won't stop it. Hope they didn't notice that. <laughs> But obviously he did notice it because you've grabbed him around the waist and then you've stopped and then you've decided not to stop the fight. Well, it's not the shit business. We don't have running. Nah. And then Delima just on the ground looking up at the ref like, hey, mate, are you stopping this or what, dickhead? What, what are we doing? <laughs> and then uh, Herb Dean sort of just looked at him and went, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Stop, stop. And then he waved his arms and stopped the fight. It was actually a dog's breakfast. I think he's, um, look, I think he's had a little bit too much cannabis, old mate. Uh, I, I hope he hasn't uh, indulged. Well, on the day of a fight, but probably not. I don't think the refs get piss tested, did they? Imagine it coming up the refs. They should. Pissed. Imagine he pissed hot. But um, but yeah, that's just the thing. It's don't fucking dangerous though, tackling like going half heartedly in. Well, you can't half hearted. You stop the fight or you don't stop the fight. You can't just sort of. You just can't. No, mate. simple as that. Like Look, people's you, you lives on the line here. So I think Dana White gave him a clip in the conference, and as he said, like Herb Dean just has to stop touching blokes. <laughs> You're either going to stop the fight or you're not. You can't be touching blokes. Yeah, so that wasn't great. Mate, I reckon they're all fucking nervous of Dana, though. Dana, I don't know any other organisation that 
their employers get clipped in a public manner. Nah, like he does. And who was the other ref he had a hard on for? Was it Mario? Mario Yamasaki. Yamasaki. Yeah, he uh, was nearly responsible for a few manslaughter charges in the ring there <laughs> quite a few years back. And we don't see him anymore, do we? No, he, he, I think he actually got pulled. They, they spoke to the commission and pulled him. So Herbs, Herbs had, the, he had the crap one with uh, your man, Benny Askren. He had a bit of a mare with Ben that was That was a stinker. That was no, a bad, under- bad 24 months. You could understand that one. Because yeah, it did can. look like Lawler was out in that fight. But there's been another couple. He did it. I can't remember who it was. It was a while back, a few months back now. But did a similar thing. I think it was a female fight. And he's gone in there and, yeah, as I said, he's half-heartedly stopped the fight and then decided midway, oh, actually, I'm not going to stop it. But you can't. Because once you're in, the fighters, oh. if you're a fighter and you're bashing someone's head in and the ref comes to stop it, you, that's it. You oh stop boy. bashing the head in, so you can't just all of a sudden. You just can't. So no, yeah. no, ridiculous. Anyway, well, he'll get a reprimand, and wow. we look. He'd want to be fucked. Jeez, he'd be nervous for his next big fight. Yeah, he'll be on his toes, and he's never out of work. So I'll be watching with a keen eye to see if we have any Herb Dean. The, the Twitter's fucking. They loved it, so it's always fun when someone a lot of makes good a, memes come up. If you make it. a mistake in this day and age, you're fucked. Like you. You know, there's too many eyes on you. Too many ways. It is to, a stressful position. Let's give him some uh, leeway on that, though. I'd love to get him on. We'll get him on. We'll hit him up. He wouldn't. I mean, he wouldn't be exactly getting heaps of media requests, would he, Herb? Probably not. I don't even think I've seen him on Halloween. No, big Herbie. I reckon, yeah, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. All right, so we did say last week that we weren't going to overdo this segment and we'd only come at you if we had something worth coming at you. Um, So we've gone back. I haven't gone back too far, but gone back far enough that old mate Mike Goldberg was still commentating. Yeah, and he sucked. yeah, he does suck, doesn't he? he at, at the time, I thought he was good. I know. On reflection, you go, at the time, I was like, why are they getting rid of him? But then now, yeah, he's, he's shit. Well, I don't know if he was like really shit, but I just don't think he worked well with, uh, gel. with Joe because he was very one-toned, wasn't he? He didn't have any yep. pitch or... And then you get Joe just screaming. It's just a weird... Uh, yeah, I, I reckon, looking back, that was a pretty good decision to actually let him go. Agreed. So, um, look, we're going to come at you again uh, with the segment. What's the segment called? It's called What the Fuck... Happened then. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? And it couldn't be a, a better combination for the for yourself and mine, Mako, because we both sit on either side. Do you want to explain to the listeners what we've gone back? So we went and did Holyfield Tyson, obviously. Yeah, well, that's it. We, that uh, was a ripper. That was a ripper. So we're going to try and go back into the uh, annals of history there, annals of time. And get some big moments in the sport that, you know, uh, everyone knows, everyone has their opinions on, but potentially, if you're on reflection, maybe isn't quite uh, all that it seems. Maybe there's a few little uh, elements that you might have missed. So Mm. uh, we go back and we try and dissect. So what we've gone back here is one of the biggest, actually at the time, the biggest fight in MMA history. Yeah. My man, Conor McGregor, versus your man, Nate Diaz. Yes, my man, Mr. CTE himself. The Stockton gangster. <laughs> you can just tell I'm, I'm just lacking that part in my life that I've just put all my eggs in like the, the, the bad guy cart, you know. I just, I just, you can tell it's just me pining to have a bit of, bit of that hard edge to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, He's no. basically everything I'm not. Well, yeah. Uh, Look, I, I don't even do triathletes as part of my cardio program, so I can't even, like, share that with him, but... Yeah, and I guess McGregor's the same. You, you're one of the nicest, mild-mannered men, and he's over the top. So maybe there's a part of you that wishes you could be a little bit more on the flappy Absolutely. gums to people. I like the flappy gums. I like the showmanship. You know, 
So that's why he really struck a chord with the Mako Shark. But uh, so Conor Diaz won. Yeah. Obviously, everyone knows what happened. It's a pretty famous sort of fight. We all see. Maybe not everyone, though. Maybe not everyone that's out what we there. Do it, that's you know? Potentially. But everyone just sort of thinks, okay, that was the day that McGregor got beaten. Diaz did what he did. But potentially, you don't know what it was. A lot of people out there might not know that that wasn't the fight that was scheduled. So what was the fight that was that was originally, uh, which would have been a corker too, by the way. It's a fight we've never actually uh, got, and which is probably, amazing. We never will get it. We never it. will, I don't no, think. No, So originally, this fight was uh, Conor McGregor mm-hmm. versus the 155-pound champ, Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah. And this was, uh, we've got to take it, you've got to take it back for context. This yeah. is uh, This is the height of Conor McGregor mania. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. This is uh, he's on an absolute tear through the UFC. He's the mm-hmm. biggest biggest draw card in the sport. Yep. He's been sparking everyone. Yeah. He's the young boy from Dublin who's just come over and basically talked the talk and then walked the walk. He's sparked his way through the one forty five division, and in uh, the fight previous to this, he yep. uh, finally captured the the one forty five division belt against Jose Aldo. Yep. In that famous thirteen second knockout. Yep. Which I'm sure we're all familiar with. Um, which just, just, I still claim that that was just he got hit better, but he yeah. actually still got hit with the other guys and got cut on that on that exchange. It was, it was. So a, one was hit flush on the chin and one was hit on the eye. So well, it, uh, you make your own luck in this. Sport, well, I don't get, you? but I'm just saying, like it's just it's amazing ha- amount oh, of inches. Sliding doors moment. I still don't think because Connor's got a pretty good chin. I reckon. I still don't reckon he would have. But I just, it's just funny how that. Mm-hmm. You, everyone, you, but if you actually go back and look at the slow mo, oh made, yeah, both men through. just walked in and threw their best. Yeah, and yeah, he was lucky to connect just perfectly. Really, it was a phenomenal fight. But regardless, that's not what we're here for. No. So that's what happened. He's won the one forty-five pound belt. He's on top of the world in that division. So, yeah. but he's not a normal human. This bloke. No. Unlike other blokes, potentially say the Max Holloway we were talking about, or many others in the history of the sport. Yeah. He. Uh, didn't just rest on his laurels. He could have sat back and just let the 145ers come to him. And he probably would have continued and just knocked everyone out as he was doing because he really was running roughshod. Is that the word? Roughshod? Running roughshod. Yeah, that's it, the word. Is it roughshod or is it roughshot? Roughshot. Good question. Uh, somebody so out there, call like, in. You sound like another podcast that can't put a sentence together that stuffs uh, up every every right. common analogy. We're trying our best. I think he's running rough shot or rough I'll, shot. I'll back you in because you, you, yeah. you do have a pretty good way with the English language. So we'll just go with rough shot. Let's go with it. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, call in. <laughs> um, he, he could have sat back at 145 and just let them come to him. And mm. he could have probably just been still undefeated in the division to this day, to be honest with you. But he didn't because no. he's a strange human being. And instantly he thought, nah, fuck this. I want more. So his next fight was scheduled for the 155. He's jumped up a division, yep. straight into a title shot against RDA. Yep. And then they did the old press conference, the tour. They've gone back and forth, talking shit. Pretty good, pretty underrated. Yeah, yeah underrated. See, this is what I'm saying. A lot of people don't even know this happened, yep. let alone actually seen it. Very good. So they've gone done all this. But then what's happened? 11 days out. Rafael Dos Anjos has pulled out of this fight with a foot injury. Oh, yeah. The old foot injury. The old foot injury. Yeah. So that's fucked all their plans. But, you know, a Conor McGregor pay-per-view is is no small thing. You don't just call them off. You know, you've got a lot of money on the line. So to his credit, he, he's more than within his rights. He could have sat back and said, nah, nah, I'm not fighting. Why should I have to? I'll wait. Yep. But he didn't. 
And there's an, something else that was sort of happening yes. in the background. Well, this is where we get to. And do you want me to play a little clip for the people? A few months previous, yep. I think this was in December, a few months before, Yep. a man known as Nate Diaz had had a nice victory himself and then on the mic took his opportunity to plant a few seeds. And let's, uh, we'll just give that a bit of context. Been a long time, been a year since we've seen you in the octagon, but you have never looked sharper. This is a beautiful performance against a very tough guy in Michael Johnson. How do you feel about it? Yeah, Conor McGregor, you're taking everything I work for, mother. I'm gonna fight your. You know what's the real fight? What's the real money fight? Is me, not these clowns that you already punked at the press conference. Don't no one want to see that? You know you beat them already. That's the easy fight. You want that real right here? Hey, and unfortunately we can't talk like that on Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Um, funnily though, it sounds a lot better than. I'm saying, man, yeah. You only go back a few short years and you can notice a definite decrease in his vocal ability. I understood everything he said. He then. actually was very easy to, to decipher. Now, oh, you need a subtitle, don't you? So he's obviously jealous, like every other fighter, because McGregor's... And you, when you talk about just going back to the 140, he didn't stay there because he's like, well, he's in it for money. He's in it for fame. And he doesn't yeah. need to just keep beating people. He, he wants to... He, he, he never shies away from the no. fight. He tests himself, but he's always looking for the next big, big paycheck. Yep. So, of course, that wasn't going to suit him. And then guys like Diaz who have been doing it since they're kids because they've grown up poor as fuck and they've been forced to fight and different things and they're not getting the money or the fame. Um, like McGregor, of course they're like, well, we're going to fight this guy. Cause exactly. This is, they all they so I think all he made saw. more in this first fight. He would have made more in this fight and he made his than he probably career. every other fight combined. McGregor always brings that up when he fights some of these guys. He's like, you just 100%. want that kind of money. So, so he'd done that. He's and then we the get seeds. the 11 days. Yeah, so RDA basically 11 fought. days you've got, and what are we going to do? We need an opponent. Uh, yeah, you've got Diaz has already called him out. So the seed's planted there. Yep. And look, as we said, McGregor probably doesn't get enough respect for his, just his willingness to take a fight. Yeah, this is a man that didn't need to take this fight. No, absolutely not. He did. Yeah, no, I, and I don't like him. But as I just said it before, he, he made this. He, he'll fight anybody if if it make, if it makes sense business wise to him. He'll um he'll take any fight. And at that time, I still think he probably thought he was a little bit indestructible. So it was oh, probably was looking back. High. Looking back, you're probably not taking a guy like Diaz on eleven. Like, let's be all pretty serious. He's a pretty <clears> tough. Uh, well-skilled, well-rounded fighter and probably not one that you can just take on 11 days. And not only the 11 days, Matty. What but, else was uh, the big was, thing? Well, Nate Diaz has probably been sitting around here for a couple of months. Yeah, He hasn't had time to weight cut. He hasn't yeah. been doing any of that shit. So mm-hmm. you've got Nate Diaz, who normally fights around that 170-pound mark. So that's what they decided to fight at. They agreed which, at, at 170, which on reflection, as I said, this is why we bring you this this uh, segment. Yeah. A lot of people might not even know that. McGregor's yeah. fighting his whole career at this point at 145. So we're looking at like so a 25-pound jump. And he'd been training. So he'd he been doing all his training for 155. Yep, he's, he's scheduled for a 155 And fighting fight. a 155-pound man. Uh-huh. So fighting, yeah, yeah. You know, not a 170-pound man, so, which is a lot different. I think a lot of people don't take this into account at all. No. Uh, and as we're going to see later, as we get into the fight, it actually does play a big part in the result yep. of this fight. Um, so did Diaz obviously jumped at it. There wasn't too much toing and froing. No. Was there? Was I can't remember, and my research didn't tell me this, but 
Was there any talk of doing even closer, like to a 162, or was there anything to try? Because 11 days, these guys can lose 10 pounds in 11 well, days. Well, 100%. I'm not sure if there was talk of maybe doing a catch rate there at 160 or 165 even. Yeah. But uh, who knows? McGregor at that point, as you said, was he was walking on air, so he probably would have just said, fuck it. I yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah. And he would have fought at 170. So that's probably what it was. A bit of ego probably come into play. Yeah. And this away is where... And we talked about Tyson. This is where these guys, they, they pay these people around them to actually pull them into line and to maybe give them some... See, the, all his crew would have been riding the money wave too yep. and thinking the dollars. But maybe someone should have said, look, champ, let's just... You don't actually need this fight. You're going... You've been sparking everybody. Yeah. Missing out on this one's not going to cost you much in the in the grand scheme. Let's just... If you want to fight Diaz, let's book it, but let's let's... Trained to fight him. 100%. And and because who knows, right, what might have happened. We'll get to what happened, but who knows what might have happened if it went the other way. Yeah. Who knows where his career could be. You know, he could be fucking triple champ, quadruple champ. You just don't know. You don't know. But, like, I think that that's often the hardest thing for these fucking hanger-oners is to actually have the balls to say. Yeah, to say no or maybe so, settle down. So he's basically, from what we're saying, it's even though at the time we were all pretty uh, thinking, and even, I, you know, I didn't think Diaz would probably win. So, and what were you thinking? Were you thinking Connor's going to come in? And- uh, at the time, I think I'm just excited to see Connor keep fighting and can he continue this run? Because it was a meteoric rise. Yeah. And yeah, so look, they got to the fight eventually. So, what, 11 days later at 170. Yep. And geez, it looked like McGregor made the right decision early. The yeah. fight uh, started and he was uh, pretty much doing what he always did and he was just finding his opponent's chin at will. Yeah. Early, yeah, he's a great boxer. His isn't boxing he? was was slick. It was sharp. It was beautiful. Yeah, and I look like well, Diaz in big trouble. I've got some notes here too. So I uh, noticed. Did you notice that Diaz basically from the outset, when he had the opportunity, tried to put him on the cage and lean on him? Yeah, and do all the things that when we talk about the fifteen pounds. Yes. He's been training you going against a slider man. Now he's having to wrestle again. And at 15 pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but I guarantee when you're getting punched in the face yeah. and you've got a man leaning on you, that was a that was a pretty good game plan. Good game plan. Try and put your weight on him. Try and exhaust him a little bit because, mate, he has never fought at that weight. And it does come into account a lot at that extra weight. You've got a lot more muscle on your body and muscle needs oxygen. Absolutely. Connor's... Was trying to knock him out with every punch. He was. Which Well, he, that's the problem, isn't it? Because yeah. sorry for interrupting. No. But uh yeah, he's been knocking blokes out at will. Yeah. Basically. He's, no one's really tested him that much. Chad Mendes did a little bit, but yeah. he's just come off the thirteen second knockout against the one forty five goat, Jose Aldo. Yeah. So he's swinging for the fences and he's trusting his skills. Well, and the commentators said he's winding up on everyone. He did have, from what I saw, and you might have seen as well. His uppercut was landing oh, at will. Yeah, it was lovely. He's got beautifully. He's got just great clean boxing, doesn't he? Like he's a great boxer. He's very. He's very crisp. His and he shots just, are he short, probably sharp. needed that one two more as opposed to putting everything into Going that big for the left. Big one. Yeah, yeah. And then he's getting tired. Yep. Well, we saw what happened here in the first round. Basically, the first few minutes they felt each other out a little bit. Yeah, they were just sort of working each other out. But yeah, kind of started landing some nice punches. Diaz on the back foot a little bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, towards the end of that first round, I reckon you sort of started to see the first signs of Connor maybe starting to breathe a little bit heavier. Yeah, 
because uh, he landed a few shots that would have ended all of his previous fights. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but he was facing a man that isn't an ordinary opponent. He's facing Nate Diaz. And <laughs> for people that might not be aware, this man isn't really a normal human, is he, Matty? No, he's not. He's a cyborg. He's a freak. His chin, I don't even... I'd, you can't say the word I want to say. It's frowned upon. But that's what he is. You're better than saying that. Yeah, I won't say it, but he is a freak. He just has this chin that does not go away. And yeah, so McGregor, I reckon, realised he would have been thinking late in that first round, hmm, everyone I've ever fought would have been already on the canvas by now. (laughs) He fucking flushed him. He flushed him multiple times. Yeah. But the dude just didn't go away, and he just kept coming forward as he does. Who did you give round one to? I gave Connor round one. Yeah. Quite convincingly, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the cage work, and Diaz was sort of slapping him with that right and laughing at him more than actually hitting him mm-hmm. with anything. I think Diaz is, was doing the opposite to what McGregor was doing. He was trying to hit him with some volume to talk because he knew, and he was going the bit, bit of the body stuff, and that's why he's yep. doing the cage stuff. Whereas Connor had obviously been coming in, sparking everybody, and he's probably thinking all I have to do is just hit this yeah. guy from the chin. He was looking for and the they're big, all going to go down, looking for the home run. Um, so. It was a pretty entertaining round one, and I, for some reason, just always thought McGregor like came out and just dominated from the from the outset, like dropped him. But yeah, he never, yeah, yeah. never dropped him in round one. No, I was actually my memory had me completely uh, done, did me a dirty. My memory there, I actually <laughs> thought, yeah, he dropped him, dropped him, dropped him. But yeah. that was uh, the next fight we'll get to, I reckon, at some point. But mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, he didn't drop him, which was surprising. Diaz just ate the punches. And you could see him. a bit of panic, just a little bit of panic. At, yep. He's like, fuck, what have I, I'm actually in for a fight here. Yeah, late in that first round was the warning signs. question without notice for you, but I guess off the top of your head, in his previous, say, three to four fights, he probably hasn't gone outside of that Mendes. He probably hasn't gone very long, has he? Yeah, well, the Mendes fight went three rounds, but yep. before that, Jose Aldo, he sparked him. Yep. He went three rounds with Max Holloway early doors. Gotcha. But uh, no, other than that, he pretty much first-rounded most blokes. Yeah. So then he's thinking, well, I've hit this bloke with uh, almost my best shot. Yeah. And he's still standing there. Yeah, he would have <laughs> been thinking in the in in the uh, between rounds on the stool there. Yeah. Look, I'm sure he would have been still confident because he was landing and he would he was probably not feeling too bad at this point. No. Nah. But I reckon he yeah, as we said, the 170 pounds is coming into play here. And, uh, yeah, this is some fatigue that he probably hasn't felt before. And we get into round two, and the first thing I notice, Diaz gets hit, flush, and instant blood. Oh, yeah. One of his, uh, <laughs> one of his trademarks is pissing blood, isn't it? It's like, it's like, fuck, here we go again. Like, he's been cut. I, I don't reckon he's ever got healed fully eyebrows or eyes. It's just the scar tissue just opens so, up on a whim, doesn't it? I mean, it probably wasn't that shot alone. It was the... Probably been hit with a few big boys in round one, but it yep. just made me giggle because I'm like, all right, he's going to have the ble- – he loves the bleed look, doesn't he? Loves the bleed. It I really don't think suits, he's ever had a fight without it. Suits his gangster, incredible, tough, <laughs> cyborg personality. Have you always wondered how much you'd be freaking if you're actually fighting a bloke and they're doing a bit of this clinch on the cage and, like, the blood from them is dripping uh, into him because you could take – Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck, they'd want to have some stringent – Fucking Magic Johnson testing, wouldn't they? Oh, hey? They have to, don't they? Fuck, I've never thought. And look, like I've only thought about going back and watching. I was like, hang on, like he's on him, and he's he's a tall man, and he's well, they just must blo- because it's cut. It's blood versus blood. Like there must be some sort of help. So yeah, so going. I mean, the Magic Johnson 
that might not be the worst type to get though, because it's self healing well, after yeah. all these years. But anyway, we digress a bit. The old self healing Irving magic. Um, he is magic. But you would want to have like on the day tests. Yeah. Especially with some of these blokes and the shenanigans they'd be getting up to in Sin City. Oh, you'd want to make sure, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, fuck. I've never thought about it, have you? No, well, you think like the football takes it very seriously. You get yeah. a little graze on your bloody Tootsie and they're, <laughs> they're sending you off quick smart. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty weird and pretty um, – it's a weird thing to think about, I guess, but I just noticed it early in that round. I was like, fuck, now he's sort of bleeding all over him. Um, and then kind of like a very smart, astute fighter, you can see every strike was aiming for that side of the face, yep. attacking the cut. Yep. And uh, landing at will is what I noticed. Just Well, yeah, he started round two off just like he started round one, to be honest. It was some crisp, crisp striking. Yeah. But uh, look, you can almost pinpoint the moment. You know in The Simpsons when you can pinpoint, uh, what's his name's heartbreak? Ralph Wiggum? <laughs> that yeah. moment when you can just pinpoint the, the heartbreak. You can that actually see Lisa. Yeah, Lisa just stood on it. Yeah. But uh, in this fight, yeah. if you want to go back into round two, it's about halfway through. Yeah. You can almost pinpoint the moment where Conor McGregor's Will to live, I reckon, is drained, and you just see his face drop, and he is basically, at this point, he's just trying to not die, I reckon. Yeah. He is sucking in the big ones. Yeah, and the cardio, I guess, I think it's unfair. There was this notion that he didn't have good cardio or doesn't have good cardio, yeah. but you've just, you've just named, he went three rounds with Max, he went three rounds with Mendes. Yep. Like, Give the bloke a break. It's not his fault if he if he if he ends fights early or well, that's the thing, not. Isn't it? It's not like you can't say he's got bad cardio. Diaz has insane cardio. Well, you can't compare him to Diaz. Yeah, some people just have extraordinary cardio. He does fucking uh, triathlons and Ironman yeah. and just weird shit you wouldn't think this bloke could be doing. Um, Connor. No fault of his own. Probably ends fights quicker than. Oh Diaz, yeah, so. yeah. If you end fights early, it's not your fault that you haven't gone five. And on top of that, as we've said, I'm probably going to you know labour the point a bit here, mm. but mate, he's fighting at 170. Yep. This is uh, this is uncharted waters here for Connor, Correct. and he's I know it's only the second round, so it's not yep. like he's going into the third, fourth, fifth here. But mate, he was swinging for the fences, and as he's going to say afterwards, he was not efficient with his energy at all. No, it was so noticeable. It was in the first in the first round, like I said, when he was um, when he was swinging, like and you, and then when you miss, I reckon that takes a lot oh. out of you. And I think he was going for the highlight knockout. He which, really was. So not a good fight game plan. From <clears throat> and it's not actually probably his fault. It's probably his team that trained him. And to, I, I don't think he would strike me as a man to go against what people have said. No. So I um, think it's just a combination of all those factors. And he, yeah, he's he just... also, which even though Diaz wasn't hitting him as hard, he was hitting him a lot, right? And he hasn't been hit by a guy that size. Yeah, a much bigger opponent. Yeah, he's fighting Jose Aldo and these type of fellas who yeah. are a lot, lot smaller than Nate Diaz. Yeah. Well out of his comfort zone. Um, and probably not being used to getting hit with... No. And Diaz is a good boxer. Very good. So it's probably about the two and a half, three minute mark. You can just see McGregor starting to really shit himself, I would actually say. Yeah. He knows that I'm in big trouble here. I can't breathe. Yeah. And I reckon Nate Diaz, even though it's his own blood, he can... Smell and he can taste the blood in the water, can't he? It was a shot in the middle of the round. Yep. Where he he, he got him and knew he got him and Connor starts to back away oh, and then big time. the whole fight flips and the then Diaz starts landing at will. It just flips on its head in a matter of seconds. It goes from Connor McGregor, Connor McGregor to just bang, uh oh, yeah. Nate Diaz is about to take over. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And by doing so, then the cardio comes into it, the body of punches come into it, the panic in my head, like I've fucking, I've gassed myself, I've actually hit him with some good shots. This, yep. this bloke fucking walking me down here. Yep. Yep. He's leaning on me. And what was surprising, and I sort of half remembered this happening, but when I saw it, I thought, fuck, that is an absolute sign of desperation is when Connor shot for a takedown. Yeah, that was that, the beginning of the end. And you would not never known for his, not known for his takedowns, and it was a sheer act of desperation because he yeah. was getting lit up on the feet. Diaz was pouring it on, so McGregor's only option at this point really was to shoot for the legs, get this to the ground. Maybe I can just stop the punishment. Yeah. But uh, what happened there, Matty? That was probably the uh, the death knell for Connor. Well, I've got a little bit of a uh, little clip. So that's uh, that is a sign that back to what we said about Mike Goldberg and Joe. Not you just got Joe going. Ah, Joe was ah! excited, wasn't he? <laughs> ah, I was hurt. <laughs> he tagged him, and then you got a thing going. He tagged him, Joel. Like it's like they're both just saying. Joe. Yeah, look, they weren't great, but fuck, it was a big moment. It was sh- moment. it shocked the world at this point because everyone actually believed McGregor was invincible. Yeah. And look, in the space of ninety seconds, it all just come crashing down. I tell you. I remember on the day we had some of the best wings. I know we Chicken didn't. wings, we're fucking yeah. going about wings on this pod. Sorry, yeah. Uh, one of the one of our great mates, Ryan Lemke, is pretty pretty handy in the kitchen, and he, um, I think, someone bought a deep fryer to his house or someone. I think, I don't uh, know, I think it might have been had his. It. Yeah, I think he was a deep fryer expert. The yeah, big, big and he has been. He, when he puts his mind to something, that bloke, he's fucking unstoppable. And I think he'd been sort of in the background without really telling anyone. He'd been having a fair crack at making wings, and that was the day he made the boys' wings. Exquisite. So we generally put good days in with wings. Wings and fights, great combination. Great combinations. I remember the wings. I remember I was munching wings. And yeah, I, the the blood drained from my face, and Big Matty C over here was fist pumping. <laughs> it was uh, reminiscent of when uh, Kevin Nash beat Goldberg at Aaron McNaughton's uh, stepfather oh. and mum's house, and yep. we, you were all the, the blood went from your face that day, and Matty C was up dancing. The, goal, the streak ended. Goldberg streak, ended, streak, and I was up loving it. And cattle prods, big, cattle prod. I was mm. a big, big, sexy. And Scott Hall guy, especially over Goldberg. This is actually one where you've actually come out on top, Matty. That was the correct <laughs> path to victory. Because we probably just ruined them. We could have go. We should actually. I'll that, stop talking yeah, about yeah. it. That's actually a pretty good one. That's to one go we'll back go and back and about. recap. Yeah, the Goldberg big sexy. But that was the, that was a similar thing, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. I think at the time, unexpected. Uh, one of the other boys had one foot in each. Uh, Sort of uh, one foot in each camp. He 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 sort of he was happy for either man to win. Mm-hmm. I think Lemke was at that time more of a Connor man. Yeah, he was a Connor um, man. You were a hundred percent a Connor man. Yeah, I think I think Harry wasn't a Connor man. He's since become a Connor man. I don't think he was there. The old the old. No, age. he was there. Wasn't he there? Mm, I don't think so. We were supposed to go to clutch that night, and his dog's got sick as a digressing moment. That's right. He, yeah, he, the dog, the dog sickness. But uh, they're, they're <laughs> all good now. So there, anyway, what I'm saying is, it wasn't fully though all on. There was no. probably you were the most passionate. Yeah, yeah. It was there was a couple of sort of fifty, and then I was, 
I was just anti McGregor, and probably I probably wasn't even at that the time the biggest world's biggest Diaz. Guy. I reckon this is what really sparked the love. From I just then didn't. On. I just had hatred for McGregor. I don't know <laughs> why. I'm such a dickhead, yeah. but um, I'm just known to doing silly things. But yeah, so you were shattered. You were shattered. I was shattered um, because the world was a little bit shattered because when, I guess when the the wash of it was, oh, fuck. I know this bloke's just been beaten, and he was like, this was the guy that like we were going to be sort of making the. The, the, the company money and you probably think where does he go to from here because he's just been shown up um, but what they probably didn't think about what you've gone back and talked about the weight the short yeah. turnaround fighting um, every sorry throwing every punch heavy as fuck trying to knock the bloke out exactly so on looking back it probably wasn't the world's biggest thing to happen because we all at the time thought oh his career's over he's just lost to Diaz but really absolutely there was not some, there was a there was a Probably five or six things that played into Diaz's favour versus McGregor mm-hmm. in that fight, I reckon. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right there. It was just a perfect storm of things that led to that. But uh, good on Nate Diaz, really. He took his opportunity. Once that fight hit the ground, it only took a mere few seconds <sighs> for him to just get the back flattened and cinch that guillotine choke in. And, and he did the it. bitch tap, as people say, but that was wow. just a smart tap. Why get? Why? Why have... The air to your brain cut off if you don't have to. Exactly. If you know it's a, it's a it's a sport, right? So it's like if I can't win in this, people probably... don't know if you get choked out, there's automatic uh, medical suspensions yeah, that I come into play. Read that. I read that. So today. yeah, so if, it's a difference between all right. If I tap, I'll be okay. I can recover. I'll be ready to fight in a few more months. But if you don't, these suspensions, people don't know. Six months out of the game, and he, we 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 won't go into it. But he's done it a second time. But see, you think, oh, he bitched up, but he's just a businessman. He wants to yeah. get back. 100%. He wants to get back. And it's probably, it's actually a good company man thing to do. If you're at the top of the company, wow. why put yourself on the shelf for being like, a, people know you're tough. You're in the, you're in the exactly. ring fighting. You exactly. don't have to prove anything to, yep. to blokes like us. No, not at all. So and I guess that's why he just says, well, fuck you. I'm tapping and I'll come back in three to six months and yeah. fight again. One of the first things you learn from jujitsu, all that kind of stuff, is there's no shame in tapping. No. You get tapped out thousands of times on your way up. So it's a game of chess, really. It is. It is. You just so, need to just uh, call checkmate sometimes. But uh, so yeah, and that's uh, the infamous promo there from Diaz afterwards. The I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Yeah, is one of the big iconic moments in the sport. I probably should have had that ready to go, but that's all right. That's all right. You've missed that one, but you've done some. <laughs> uh, you've done some good little segues. Otherwise, <laughs> I have. But so anyway, that was we were, we were going to go into the second one and do like we did the. But we've probably uh, there's probably we've got more meat on the bone in these fights, so we Plenty probably don't want to. We wanna... don't want to take things away from the listeners, um, and also we don't want to use all our best content in the early days of this podcast. No, exactly right. And we don't want to put people to sleep at home either. So hopefully you're still out there listening. Of course they are. Um, of course they are, especially so our Guatemalan friend. The Guatemalan is pumped. Um, Unless it's Chris O'Donnell again. I apologise. <laughs> I still giggle about Chrissy O'Donnell. Um, so now, though, um, geez, we got you got a bit of a clip I noticed on the socials. Over this segment last week. Um, oh yeah, there's a little uh, little fanboy, Green Bay Packer fan out there. The, Shut your mouth, mate. Look, and he might find him if he keeps taking cheap shots via the socials. Yep, he might find himself in in the in the most fucking scary tank of all time, which is the Mako Shark Tank. And without further ado, I guess we'll just—is it further ado or ado? It's a do. It is a do. Yep. I guess I'm just second guessing us now after our little mix up early.
Mako Shark Tank, another week, another victim. Look, I'm going big this time. I reckon I'm going bigger than I've been before. How good starting it? I'm going big this time. Like you, yeah. you haven't gone. No, yeah. I've been just building. I'm taking out uh, uh, someone that probably doesn't even exist. Oh. But uh, Mother Nature, I'm coming for you, you <laughs> dirty, dirty whore. Yeah. I've had it up to here, mate, all right? What is going on with the weather in Melbourne? It is absolute dog shit. Nasty. We've been in lockdown for the best part of 18 months. Yeah. Just waiting, just waiting for our chance to get back out into the world to enjoy some <laughs> bloody, some just living. Yeah. And what happens? The minute lockdown gets eased, old Mother Nature comes in and starts to shit on Melbourne with this weather forecast. I don't think there's been a weekend since we've been out that hasn't been pissing with rain, no. overcast, gloomy, hailing, flooding, lightning. And I've had a quick look just before. I've looked at the forecast for this weekend. What have we got, Maddie? We've got nothing but rain. Mother Nature's a, I'm just going to say it, Mother Nature's a cunt. She's a fucking, look, I don't want to be misogynist, but if you are, it could be, maybe it's a, I don't know if you've actually, nature has a gender. It could be a non-binary nature. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're a no good piece of shit. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's often good during the week. It is. It's you always get, you good. You get the testy tickle oh, and you you're go, at work. We'll go for a, maybe go I'm to like, a or something yeah. on the weekend and then you just get hit with. I saw one of our great friends, Shrimp, was fucking tobogganing 45 minutes from his house. A good mate of our Shrimp was bloody snow. He was out there on the snow hitting the ski slopes. <laughs> fucking tobogganing. Like, on November 14th. An hour from your hat where, yeah. where, where the, where the yeah. who the fuck Studios are. He Who's was to blame? In. Who's to blame for that? Mother fucking nature. Mother nature. You're in the tank, bitch. And I don't think she's got anything to say other than I deserve it. Well, or maybe there's some sort of conspiracy. Maybe they want us back in lockdown. I don't know what's happening. What are the uh, What are the anti Dan people saying? The anti Dan. They're saying people? Dan's got a weather switch. Well, they've already blamed him for the earthquake, so <laughs> I guess that's Mother Nature. So yeah. Can, can we... Oh, I'm not even going to talk about it. I just thought right, of that idiot not. lady on Twitter that was just believing that let's, Dan was doing stuff. Anyway, nah. that, I just in, a, in my head, I just heard her doing, no, no, oh, it can't be, it can't be nah. James's friend. Anyway, um, so, like, did you have anything planned this weekend? Nice sort of, oh, has it cooked plans? Hasn't cooked plans. I, I'm probably lucky there, so I'm probably yeah. speaking out of term. But, no, I was just having a nice little lunch. I'm going out for my uh, father's birthday on Sunday. Nice. He's 89, the big fella, so everyone please get around George Macon. I, feel, I say it all the time. That bloke's had one of the great 80s stints yeah. of all time. It I feel like when like I met you in 97, yeah. like, yeah, I've got an older dad. How old's your dad? I felt like at the time, 83. <laughs> you know, like, he's, oh, fuck, uh, he's, had, he's had a great 10, really. Max Holloway, like, he just... <laughs> Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. <laughs> Maybe he was born in his 80s. I'm not sure, but... Fuck. I can guarantee, I can clarify, this this weekend on Sunday, he turns 89 years of age. Shout out to George. Born in 1932, the big fella. Mother was, Nature's fucked him. Like, he's got actual memories of living through Hitler. Can you believe that? <laughs> fuck. I can't remember what I did two weeks ago. So the fact yeah. he's got actual memories of Hitler is pretty big. Imagine being like 13, 14, and Hitler's doing things. And we're worried about... Dan. My mobile, my Wi-Fi won't connect, you know? Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty... We probably need to hear more from the Georgie Macons of the world to give us a bit of just like... I've never actually asked him Hitler stories. I probably should. Maybe you should just go with the record and just get him to just tell you a I'll few. I'll say, we're George, gonna... what was it like living through Adolf? And he'd be like, hmm? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> oh, mate, can't hear too well. But he's 89. Good on him. Nah, good on him. 
Well, look, if you were planning the birthday, say, today or yesterday, you probably got better weather. Exactly. So that's the thing. You're at work, aren't you? And you're looking out the window, you're popping outside on your break, and it's just beautiful. She's a fucking thing, Mother Nature, because I'll tell you, we have Leo, right? So on the weekend, you're like, okay, we'll, we'll go we'll get a coffee, we'll take him to the park. Lovely. Then, you know, he'll go, he'll go to sleep, and then maybe you might go and see a couple of the boys with kids and do some park stuff again. You double dip on the park sometimes, or you might want to go to a... A beer garden with friends for lunch, but, yeah. have, you know, you have the ability to let your child run around. Yep. No, Mother Nature doesn't allow that. So try <laughs> having a two-year-old that's pretty pretty stubborn at the minute, trying to tell him you can't go outside. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's not much fun. And then you go to these fucking COVID-infested indoor play centres that, you know. Nah, stay away. So, yeah, I reckon Mother Nature needs to lift. Will she lift? Time, time will time, time will tell. Like we're hitting mid-November. We're getting into we're getting really into the meat and potatoes of summer coming up. So yeah. if I keep getting copping, like I'm not a big hot weather guy. Don't get me wrong. I don't no. want forty degrees. I, I like winter. I just don't want rain every fucking no. weekend, mate. Yeah, I like cold with no wind or rain. I like a nice twenty-two. Yeah, okay. Give me twenty-two. Can I add someone to the tank this week? Yeah, chuck them in. Not someone's. Uh, there's a type of person out there that and I've. Obviously now, because we're out and about and people, I'm seeing it more. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It shits me probably more than it should. So I like to go for a jog, right? Love a jog. Joggist. Big jog guy. I'll tell you what I've never done, Mako. What's that? When I've got to the lights, I'll tell you one thing I'm, oh, you'll never fucking yeah, see me him. do. I know him. You'll never see me jog on the spot. Just <laughs> fucking Oh, no, I've got to keep me momentum. Still. Got to keep the heart rate up. Stand still for 13 seconds. Fucking bouncy boys. And then as soon as it goes green, run. Yeah, I'm with you. They, and they, they, they run on the spot in a really unnatural high yeah, knee. Yeah, they go the high knee, don't Do they? Do they want people to know they're running? They want it. It's all a pantomime, I think, for these I bikes. Don't like it. It happens a lot. Have you ever sort of uh, let the head out the window and clipped them? Oh, yeah. You're a big clipper at times. Yeah, I, I, I look. Have you done it? I've matured. Since I've been a, become a father, but mm. I've clipped. I, I have definitely clipped. <laughs> um, there's a guy that I used to play footy with, Reese Geary. We used to actually send videos to each other uh, because it used to shit him and me. Yeah. And this is back going back like 2011. Yeah. We're talking. That's how. That's how long that's been sitting in my fucking system. Ten years have been waiting to get him in. These idiots. It's like really. How long does it go for? In all suit. Well, give me the oh, max. At most of, thirty seconds. You're going to be there. Do you think that's going to affect your run? No. You look like a fucking idiot. You look like a buffoon. An absolute buffoon. So I just had to chuck that in because that I saw it today and I was like, I wonder if Mako would just let me slide someone in. Yeah. Like Mako Shark Fiat. Oh, I'm happy Maybe with see. it. I've got a lot of them that when if you ever allow me just to add one, I'll just be at. I've got some things that annoy me. Bit of Larry David. Oh, about, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the road for work. I see I'm things. I'm here all. for as many victims as we can get into this. Tank. So if you're one of them, don't fucking listen to this podcast. Yeah. Shape up. I actually had someone also message me about, they said, great shout on the... Uh, they loved your last one before this week with the the, the shell that and that oh, and they actually they pop because that location they get done every time by that shell Greensboro too. Fuck so yeah. they said good shout on the servo and Servos. good shout on the location. So that that we're, we're accurate. At I'm least the Mango you. Shark's accurate. I reckon I'm hitting the right spots. I can really connect with the listeners. I tell you who will re- yeah little uh, the little fellow who got angry at your last tank. He'll like this tank because he's an outdoor, especially in summer. He likes a beer garden. I he likes to get around. He likes getting out there, flirting around. He's yeah. sort of just not 
he sort of sort of dances around with these little dances feet. Dances from table to table. Likes He's a dancey boy. Likes a low button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more buttons he can get undone, the better. So Mother Nature, come on. Come to the party Lift for him because we all like to watch him. He's good fun to Love watch it. and be a part He's of. He's got the nice physique. Got very, uh, I saw a photo from the other weekend. We're digressing, but he's got great vein coverage. He's vascular, isn't he? He's got great, he looks good in a shirt because he's got good vein coverage. So If he uh, ever has to donate blood, he'd be the uh, the, the needle lady's I've best said friend. I reckon he's a heroin uh, addict's wet dream with that, some of those veins. He, should, he could almost sell them to some people that can't find them. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's, he, he, he needs the weather to be better, and we all probably, because we like to people watch, need the weather to be better. So he's Mother Nature, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. That's a great tank. Great tank. I'm happy with it. Um, geez, you haven't missed anyone, have you, in the five episodes? Not yet. Fuck. <laughs> I tell you. Like, when you start a segment, you know, people probably think, yeah, it's going to be a little bit... It's going to have hit and misses, you know? This is this is a segment that's only... You've gone bigger every time. I don't know how it's going to... I mean... Mate, I reckon I can go bigger. So do I. <laughs> I reckon when we get a bit of momentum, I reckon I know exactly where you'll go one day and I'll enjoy it. It'll... Uh, <laughs> It'll, it'll pop me. It'll mm. really pop me. Um, look, we're probably getting to the end. There's we just... Are. Um, we are. Look, we've got, obviously, a homegrown talent fighting this week in the boxing. and Costa's son. Yes, Timmy. We actually... Do you remember the day Dad didn't want to go to the Formula One? I do. My, my dad's a great boxing fan. He didn't want to go, and he put us in the corporate box on... Foster's box on the main yeah, straight. On the main straight at the starting... Uh, Bit. Check a flag sort of area. And Kostya was in there. I remember turning back and going, shit, there's Kostya. And I think we both at the time said he's not that big. He can't be that tough. <laughs> As dumb fuck. I don't know how old we would have been. Oh, 15, 16 potentially. Yeah, idiots. But um, so his son Tim's fighting. Tim's got a record of 19 and 0. Tim's been... Great record. Tim's been made to have this fight. He probably deserves a world title fight, but they're because the of COVID and mm. they're making him have another one. So I guess with every one of those fights, it gets a bit dangerous. Do you want to try and pronounce that bloke's name? I had a couple of practices. It's Takeshi Inoyu. Yeah, I, I took it as Takeshi Inoyu. Yeah. He's a, he's a, talking about vascular and muscles. Have you really? seen the size of this fucking I haven't bloke? seen him recently, no. Whew. He's uh he's for for the same weight. It's unbelievable the body composition of the, the, the men. Right. So maybe um go and check them out. But so they're fighting uh, Wednesday night again. We get back to this. Why 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 Wednesday why? nights? Why? Why? Well, yeah. Why are they fighting on Wednesday? I don't know. Fight on Friday. It's a very strange Australian concept that I haven't never quite grasped. I think like. Let's just put your promoter hat on. You don't want to put it on Sunday because there's plenty of big boxing Friday. and UFC. Friday. Put it on a Friday night. Friday night seems perfect. Prime time, 8.30. Yep. Like, just after the kids go to bed, the dads can crack a stubby, 8.39. All the boys come around on a Friday night. You get the pay-per-view. It just seems like a no-brainer to me. So Pubs. It helps the pubs because... Is it pubs- maybe something to do with, like... Footy or something? They don't want to go up against football during the season? There's no footy on. Well, now, yeah, but maybe like just in general. They don't want to go up against footy. Probably, and and that that makes sense. Maybe, I don't know. Monday night's even a better night than Wednesday night. Wednesday's poopy. Wednesday is poopy. But they'll be on at 4am, so I feel sorry for the pubs that got it. Like we said it in the early stages, both our sponsors have got it. I think think Tim knocks him out. Um, He's quite a funny fella, actually, because, you know, old mate Zarafa, Michael Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the Variety... He's uh, he's never too far from trying to get his name in the media. He's come out and said that uh, he uh, used this Takahishi uh, Inui as one of his sparring partners 
a few years ago and said he, he, he's got video, you know, they've always got video no, footage. Of, and then Takishi come out and said, you're actually, uh, you're a lying little boy and mm. we'd like to see the footage and we haven't seen the footage. Uh-huh. So. Zarafa, zip your lip, mate. Zip, zip it, uh, Zarafa. Zip Rafa. So look, who, who knows? He's got the muscles... Uh, he's got the look. I don't know if he can fight. I, I, I mean, his record was 17-1-1, one one, so he's okay. got a he's got a decent record. Yeah. Um, if Tim wins this though, he gets a he gets a, a world title fight on let's, the big on the big scene. So let's back him in then. We we're all in on Tim. Yep. Um, and I actually quite like him. I like he's mild yeah. man, but he comes out and fucking he's a bully. He, and he it's a great a story, isn't it? Like the son of. Oh yeah. I love a good son of. Son of's great. Sunov's always good, and mm. especially the pressure that they have compared to just your average. Absolutely. I mean, pressure of still going in and fighting if you're nobody's big. Imagine having your dad yeah. as you know, arguably Australia's best. Always um, having a shadow. So he's doing pretty good, actually, to get out, emerging from underneath that shadow. So we want, we're, we're all in on Timmy, yep. and we want him to win, yep. um, and we think he will. So uh, that's that. We won't go too much more into that one. And then there's a, you know, there's a UFC coming up on the weekend, uh, Tate fighting mm. Patrick Vieira. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know much about her, but I did have a giggle, Mako, because you did back yourself in. Uh, you backed yourself in. Now, let me get this up because it's worthwhile. Because the other day when I asked you, question without notice, right. I asked you uh, the third-ranked lady and you mentioned... I said Calderwood, but it wasn't. Oh, well, she's fighting. Was it? She's fighting on this card. Okay, there you go. Joanne Calderwood. Calderwood, yeah. Is that flyweight? Yeah. Well, yeah, there you yeah. go. She's, she's in it. She's fighting. Absolutely. Good one, mate. She's fighting Talia Santos, who's 18-1-0. and zero. So uh, she might have a work cut out for her as the third rate, but you got it right. So never doubt yourself on this pot again. You pulled out Calderwood. Thanks, guys. So Misha Tate versus Patrick Vieira. Um, I don't really care about this fight, do you? Not really, no. It do- doesn't mean anything, does it? It means zilch. Like if Tate wins, what happens? Uh, not much. Uh, if she loses, what happens? Probably a bit less. Yes, <laughs> that's probably that's where we're at with yeah. that. Um, we'll I skip don't, this one. Yeah, I don't really. We just have to. I mean, we're, we're a UFC podcast. Well, so we have to bring. Yeah, we've it up. got duties, don't we? We, we, you know, there's some people out there that, that probably love the Misha. Um, I actually stayed at the UFC Athlete Hotel in New York, and she she was there. We'll have to um, tell that story on the pod one day. You were actually at the uh, the two hundred five Madison Square Garden, one of the biggest events in history. Oh shit, yeah. We'll talk about that one day. We will. I was uh, here in Melbourne, getting live updates from you, and I was very jealous. I've actually been to two of the biggest moments. Yeah, where... actually, I thought that myself during the week. I sat row eleven. They're probably the two biggest. And watched uh, Ronda get her head kicked off, yep. and I did beg you and a few blokes to put money on her losing because oh, it was twelve no. to one. No I didn't have knew. the plums to do it myself. No one knew what Holm was capable of. No, I did say, though. Golden gloves and yep. Rousey's never been hit in the face. Uh-huh. So, anyway, digressing. But, yeah, I have been to two of the biggest uh, ever. And I guess but a bit of – we've got some cred here. We, we, we don't we don't miss out on big – we've been to the, the big – we sat row 10 at the G for the wrestling. Mate, we've we've, uh, we've got some big moments. So don't worry about us. So we're, we're coming at you with opinions. Don't have a great fight. Ability, but geez, we've got some event ability. We go Ooh, to things. Yeah. Ooh, we, be, we go to things. We go to things. Oh, look, I haven't got anything else. Um, nah. I'm happy with that. Midweeker, Tuesday. Yep. Banging out another rep. I will say, though, we're not going to throw out the name yet because no. we haven't signed on the dotted line. No, but I will. A few, more, a few more things to cross. I will say that for boys that have only produced five eps, we have a potential guest that's going to be coming up that will, uh, yeah. 
Fingers crossed, mate. Uh, our people are currently contacting his people. So we'll see what happens. But uh, everyone out there, just uh, hold your breath. Hold your, well, Don't hold it. No, I reckon hold it. <laughs> hold it. And then we'll, we'll, but we will confirm once that's coming up. We'll give people a bit of notice to make sure people listen to that episode. Absolutely. We've got, we got something in the works. Yeah. So, say. look, I've got nothing else. Um, again, congratulations on your news. Thank uh, you. I've enjoyed a Tuesday sit-down with you. Enjoyed our, uh, um, our gospel whiskey and just shooting the shit. So, unless you have anything else to say. Only one thing left to say, Matty. Mm-hmm. Bloody root meat. <laughs>